This podcast is brought to you by Westbury Stud. Emily Bosson on the Inside Word. This week on the Inside Word, we keep with the theme of women in racing and we catch up with Hazel Schofer, who's been having an incredible run of form at the moment and looks on target to perhaps take out the apprentice title for this season. Hazel, welcome in. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Great to um, have a chat with you today. Um, tell me about this season because is it a surprise to you or is this sort of you feel like the you know hard work's paid off or what, what's the feeling around this season? Um, I think coming into the season I obviously didn't have the goal of trying to win the apprentice premiership. Um, I wanted to get down to a one kilo claim which I've managed to do so that was one goal ticked off the list but I think when it started so well Obviously, getting six up at Hara sort of gave me a leg up um, at the start of the season. And from there, it sort of just kept progressing, really. And it sort of come the new year when I was sort of leading, it sort of, yeah, became a goal that, hey, maybe I could maybe I could win this if things keep going the way they're going. And, yeah, it's, it's been great. Um, you mentioned the six winners that day, and, and that was in the paper and, and was really um, widely received with with um, you know great acknowledgement. That was that um, pretty cool. Yeah, um, obviously it's not something you sort of aim to do. I, I knew going into the day that I had a really strong book of rides, a, a lot for Alan, um, whom I had done a lot of their work on. So I knew if I could get them right. I could come away with, you know, sort of, I had three wins in a day before. So I thought that was a realistic uh, reality for me that day. But they just, yeah, sort of kept winning. And I was just going around, really, sort of thinking, oh, doesn't usually happen this easy. But they're all just really primed for that day. And, and it was pretty amazing thing, pretty amazing feeling getting six. Um, but yeah, definitely unexpected. <laughs> Um, you're obviously based in the Taranaki with Alan Sharrick and um, we mentioned before we hit record that you're up at Pukekohe tomorrow. Has it been good getting up to the to the northern part of the country and, and getting involved in some of the premier racing there? Yeah, definitely. That was sort of another goal. Well, when I got a, a manager, Kevin Booth does my rides now, um, he definitely said, you know, look, let's push for you to start making a sort of profile for yourself up this way. Um, it's a little slow to begin with, as as expected. You know, there's not a lot of CD jockeys that really come up to those parts of the country that often. So um, it took a little bit of time, but I'm, I'm getting more support now, which is it's a great feeling, and getting the odd winner up there, which is really cool. Last year, Kozi Asano took out uh, the Apprentice um, Championship and uh, this year, unfortunately, he sustained that injury, which um, hasn't really helped him. But it does help you because it opens things up and um, what an achievement it would be if you could be champion apprentice. Have you kind of thought that through? Has that sort of hit home? Um not really. I mean, obviously, I just have to make take as much of an advantage as I can while he's out and try and get as, make as much headway as I can on him. He obviously is super apprentice, has really good form, you know, rides the length of the country, really. So I just have to try and do a lot of travelling while he's out and just get as many winners as I can. Yeah. And um, I guess Alan Sherrick obviously is a huge part of, of what you do. Tell me about the relationship with him and, and how important he's been. Um, yeah, I get so much support from him. Um, obviously, get to ride a lot of his horses race day. I mean, there's 
the odd time where they don't get my weight and that's usually the only ones I miss out on really, um, which is great. It shows he has a lot of faith in me to get the job done, um, which is good and so much knowledge around racing, obviously having so many good apprentices in the past. So it helps a lot with that aspect as well. And sort of chasing the premiership now, it's something he's pushing me to do. So I get a lot of leeway to sort of, you know, I'm racing twice or three times a week now, sometimes even four. So he's given me a lot of freedom to travel to the races. And, I mean, obviously I can't be at work all the time. So it's great that he's sort of said, no, you know, racing is a priority for me at the moment. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, outside of him, there's a number of really successful female riders in our country. I mean, off the top of my head, Sam Collett, Danielle Johnson, Lisa Allpress. Um, can you uh, sort of absorb stuff from them being in the jockey's room? Have they been a help to you as well? Or even, I guess, the male jockeys as well? Um, yeah, the girls are great. That You know, any questions you ask, they're already always happy to help. Um, obviously, ride a lot with... Lisa in the CD and she's yeah always happy to give tips and, and Sam and Danielle as well. I mean, I'm lucky enough, you know, I'd call them friends and, yeah, they're really, really helpful and have definitely helped my riding. Um, Danielle uses Kevin as an agent as well, so she sort of has given me a lot of tips this season and, yeah, it's been a real help. Mm. You mentioned about your weight and um, Alan basically giving you everything he can that makes your weight. Tell me about that. Is that a struggle for you or is that something that's um, not a problem? Um, it's a struggle. I mean, it's sort of been well, well documented, not that it's something I necessarily wanted, but when I came back it was sort of, you know, all about how's your weight going, but... Um, it was really good over summer. Obviously, sweat a lot riding work. Now that the wind, now that it's getting colder, it has gotten a little tougher again. But I mean, the first time I started riding, uh, I would have ridden maybe six months, and I was sort of riding 53s, 54s. Um, and I don't think it was good for my riding. I didn't ride as well then, mm. and it was a lot tougher on my body. And I probably will, like, I just wasn't making the as good a choices in races as I am when I ride a little bit heavier. So it's sort of a sacrifice I make. I mean, I'm obviously a lot stronger at 56 yeah. than being sort of 53. But, you know, so I sometimes I do think, you know, what am I missing out on? What sort of horses could I be riding if I was that little bit lighter? But, you know, I've, I'm having the best season I've had. I've been riding for almost a year straight. I only had sort of one suspension in the last probably, what is it, 10 months. So it's been a full-on year and just managing to be riding for 10 months straight has been a success in itself for me. You know, I'm really happy that I've managed to stay up for so long. Yeah, I bet. And I know obviously being married to to a jockey who struggles with his weight, that it, it is really hard and, and it takes uh, any amount of sacrifices. Is there a way that you manage yours? Is it diet, exercise? Is this what, what makes you feel good? Um, I think diet is definitely probably my biggest struggle. Um, I sort of think because... I mean, I spent my whole life probably just eating whatever I wanted and then when I decided at 18 to, or it would have been 19 actually, probably, I decided to that I really wanted to give it a crack. You know, I'd sort of never, ever thought about restricting my food or anything. So that's probably the biggest struggle is, you know, knowing when to stop and, yeah. and making the right choices just probably because I've never 
had to think about that. So mm. it was a really hard habit to curb. Um, I still struggle with it sometimes. Don't we um, all? But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exercise thing isn't too bad. I mean, now that I'm riding all the time, I'm not in the gym as much as I was, only because you know it's important to give yourself breaks mm. and. You know, when you have the odd sweat, I don't always feel like going to the gym the day before the races. So it's just picking and choosing when I do that. But eating is the biggest struggle for me, probably. You mentioned about um, having downtime and um, looking after yourself. What what do you do to relax when you're not riding? Um, probably spend a lot of time with my friends. I think like downtime is really important for me because you know having weight issues and sort of thinking about it all the time it sort of can be all-consuming you know you're just sort of always thinking about the job always thinking about what you're eating so I think having some sort of escape is really important um yeah just sort of pastimes like spend time with my friends I have a few horses at home that I muck around with a dog like to spend time with him take him for walks things like that just things that can take my mind off racing. I sleep a lot. That'd be a big pastime yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. With regards to um, your start in racing, I, I guess for some people it's relatively late. Um, a lot of people have grown up in, in racing and, and end up in the industry very young. What sort of um, gave you the incentive to get involved in the industry? Um, so I was – I did have show jumpers when I was in high school um, – I had a, just, what would I have, probably two at the time. I sort of got my learners and my restricted licence and I wanted to be able to still ride them and mum was very strict, you know, you have to keep your horses in work if you want to compete them. Mm. So um, getting a job at the track made the most sense and mum sorted that out for me and I'd go in before school and sort of work a couple of hours. Um, didn't do arvos or anything that, like that, but I worked for Ailoni Kelly mm. until I finished school. Um, and then I went over to England and worked at a racing stable over there. I did a gap year, um, mm-hmm. decided not to, I had applied and everything, that sort of thing to go to uni, decided not to go. Um, when I did a gap year and it was actually the stable I worked at had an apprentice and he'd always be, well, it's very social over there, you know, stables, you sort of go out for dinners and lunches and all sorts of things. And, and he was always eating. And I thought, if you can manage your weight, you know, you're about my height. I thought, well, maybe I will go home and, and try and give it a crack. So, yeah, that's sort of actually what was the catalyst for me, other than the amazing racing that is in England. You know, I got to go to Windsor and Goodwood and, and Royal Ascot and all those race days, which was really amazing. And then just seeing how their jockey sort of managed his weight. I thought, oh, if if you can do it, surely I can. So, yeah, came home and gave it a crack. And and, um, travelling around the world, I think, always opens your mind to to new ways of doing things too. Did you find that as well? Because um, obviously champion racehorses coming out of England, but there's a different way of doing things, isn't there? Yeah, it's, I mean, just even how they train their horses is, is way different to to what we do over here you know we had a private gallops and and probably a van of I mean it wasn't a big van we had about 60 horses over there mm. um but yeah I mean I got to do a lot of traveling go to the races quite a bit which was something I really enjoyed got to do the sales so I saw quite a bit of the racing side seen over there um definitely different definitely can be um a lot more public involvement I'd say you know and we have the odd 
days here now, you know, where we get a lot of youth turnout and that mm. sort of thing, which is great. Um, seeing a lot more interest around that. But over there, yeah, you could go to a country meeting and on a Thursday and it'd be absolutely packed. It was, it was really cool working over there. Yeah. What about from a family perspective? What do they think about your um, riding career? Were they race fans before? I bet they are now. I bet they follow you um, every race day. <laughs> Um, Mum had done a little bit of work in racing when she was young. She'd sort of done more of the stud side of things, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, they, yeah, they're huge supporters. They always come when there's new Plymouth races or, or my grandparents as well, and they'll even come down to Hara whenever there's races there. So, no, they're a huge support. Definitely the first time around before I took my break and I was struggling with my weight a lot, they weren't too happy. They'd see me sort of a bit of a half-sucked job in the bath and weren't too happy about the way I was doing things. Yeah. But So I think that was hard for them initially, but obviously having the season I've had, they're really supportive and I hope really proud of me. I'm sure they are. What What's next? What's sort of on your list of goals that you'd like to tick off with regards to your career and, and writing, but actually, I suppose, in general of your life? Um, I'd like, obviously... To take out the premiership of Prince, you know, that would be great. Um, that'd be the first thing. I'd also like to get to 100 winners before the end of the season. So I've got about 15 to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be the other thing. It's, I mean, this season has just been unbelievable for sort of little personal goals I've set for myself. You know, I wanted to ride in a group one race and get a listed win, things mm-hmm. like that, sort of make my way up north. So that, I mean, I've just sort of kept. I don't know how it's happened. I've just sort of had them. to keep setting yeah. little goals for yep. myself. Um, and then, I mean, come come August, I'll I'll probably take a little break, hopefully three weeks off or something from racing, just sort of try and reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to, yeah, sort of let my body have a bit of a break. It would be nice just not have to worry about anything for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and then... I'm not sure after that. I mean, I guess we'll see how next season goes. It's sort of, um, I think Cosy comes out of his time soon. There's a few apprentices that do. So whether next season's on the boards for another shot at the um, championship, we'll see. But, I mean, to get it once, that'd be a huge achievement for me, especially at 56. You know, I've had to be very um, sort of put – make the most of my rides you know I can't take a lot of them so yeah the season I've had's been great but um yeah I mean just sort of going through life at the moment trying to save up those race day earnings I guess eventually I want to probably I grew up on a farm so I'm hoping one day I'll be able to buy a little paddock out of it and build a house here because that'd probably be the main goal after my apprenticeship but yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, it's awesome to catch up with you today and find out a little bit more about you. Well done for the really fantastic season that you've had and um, long may it continue. I'm sure you'll be doing the same next year. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Westbury Stud. Emily Bosson on the Inside Word.